Hey guys, I cannot wait for you to meet another incredible rock star member of the Burnout to All Out team today. Today, I'm going to be interviewing my creative director, Sadie Kay, who is the big visionary, top of funnel, my entire marketing campaign and plan, and really image online when it comes to copywriting and even the pictures that are out there and all the things. She is just an absolute expert in her field. And I hope that you guys enjoy and learn from her today. Uh, I know that she brings such incredible value to our team. I thought that you guys, my All Out family, would really appreciate her insights as well. Need some effective tactical advice that actually helps you get results and makes a real difference in your life and business? You've come to the right place. If you're finding yourself here today, it means you're getting ready to gain serious traction in your business, rapidly multiply your income and impact, and you're ready to make it happen while living all out. Guys, I'm Melissa Henault, your trustworthy corporate dropout turned six-figure business burnout turned happy and healthy CEO of a multi-million dollar online business, and you're listening to the Burnout to All Out podcast. On this show, we're serving up innovative growth strategies, simple implementation methods to put them into practice, and action-stimulating inspiration tailored specifically for the modern entrepreneur. Let's dive in. All right, guys. So excited to be here with the esteemed Miss Sadie Kay. Welcome to the Burnout to All Out podcast. Hello, Melissa, and hello to friends of the Burnout All Out family. It is such a pleasure to be here with you all, and I'm really looking forward to our conversation today. Yes. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be so much fun. So you guys are going to want to listen in all the way to the end of this because... If you don't know this about Miss Sadie Kay, she is actually our creative director. She's all things copy, all things top of funnel. And we're going to talk about how she has made my life so much easier and the rest of the team. And not only easier, but made it so much more translatable to our audience over on social media, really who our brand is and who we represent. So Sadie, before we get started, let me give everybody the full bio of you so that they know who this amazing human is if they haven't heard of you yet. So Sadie Kay is a content marketing strategist, creative director, copywriter, and editor with over nine years of editorial and organic content marketing experience. Sadie is passionate about elevating the online presence of multidisciplinary entrepreneurs, thought leaders, creators, and practitioners. By unifying the art of storytelling and sales psychology, she leverages high-performance creative to lead innovative marketing initiatives and digital advertising campaigns. So bottom line, Sadie is a badass and everybody needs a Sadie in their life. (laughs) When she isn't crafting ultra-clickable sales copy, which she helped us close out 100,000 in sales on a Black Friday in November while we were all on vacation through Killer Copy, If she isn't crafting ultra-clickable sales copy or sourcing the latest and greatest and prolific GIF material, Sadie also shines as a ghostwriter and editor for best-selling authors, which she's going to be doing a final revision of our Burnout to All Out book this year. So Sadie, welcome to the show. So excited to unpack our journey together and then also like your zones of genius. Thank you for the flamboyant and incredible welcome. (laughs) I love that. My bio is super long. So thank y'all for sitting through that. (laughs) No, it's amazing. So here's the thing I want you guys to understand. Like being the LinkedIn expert, 
I have written my own copy for like nearly a decade on social media, growing my business and brand. And so when I launched the LinkedIn Method Academy and started to scale my business, I I did not have enough trust in handing over my brand and my voice to anyone. And so a lot of people may be surprised to know it was up until about a year ago, I was still writing all of my own social media copy. And Jackie was really managing in-house all the emails that we were putting out. But there was a lot of chaos in my business as far as being more aligned and in strategy from the top of the funnel, which we'll talk about today. But it wasn't until I met Miss Sadie, and I love how we met. I was at a mastermind, and you were giving a tutorial on how to do a reel to one of my girlfriends. And I was like, do you remember this? I was like behind the camera. I'm like, wait, how do you do a reel? Because <laughs> I'm like the LinkedIn goober, right? And I'm like, I have this whole audience that doesn't know anything about LinkedIn that's over on Instagram, but it's not my thing. And I don't know how to leverage Instagram because I've always leveraged LinkedIn. But if I want to broaden my brand and grow reach for my audience and a targeted audience who doesn't understand the value of LinkedIn, I really need to bring in an incredible expert around sales and copy and strategy over on different social media platforms. And that is where we started. Isn't that cool and just hilarious? Because this is why it's hilarious. All right. I saw Melissa post on Instagram the day after I met her on that Zoom, right? And she posted a video of her dragging herself across the floor, like a worm. And I was like, I need to work with this woman. <laughs> I really hope she reaches out to me at some point because this, this lady is incredible. I had so much fun with it. I didn't realize what a creative outlet the reels could be. You know, I had a blast with it. And what I will say is I realized, so Sadie came on board originally as like our Instagram expert. You were creating all the copy, all the targeted strategy. You're giving me all the reels ideas. But what we realized is like your copy is killer. And we started taking her posts from Instagram and we started using them in our email sequences and we started using them over on LinkedIn, where we realized actually educational reels do really, really well on LinkedIn, right? And so that kind of started our journey. But then this is what I think is so cool about you. Then you started writing copy for our clients in our LinkedIn agency. And so she came on board as a, as a copywriter for the LinkedIn agency. And then ultimately this past year, and I think this is important for all of our entrepreneurs to, to really listen in on is like, we are the bottleneck of our business. If we're trying to do all the things and spending enough time with you to understand my brand and trust you with my voice was a huge step. And when you took that over, it created so much more space for me as the CEO to do other things that were just as important that only my mind and body could manage, right? And so I love that. And I guess where I want to come full circle with this, and this is where we can kind of dive in, is what we realized towards the end of last year. I'm like, gosh, Sadie, you are so good at mapping all this stuff out. You know, we've got an SMS text sequence. We have email sequences. We have YouTube. We have Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. LinkedIn newsletter, and it's so chaotic. And there has to be method to the madness somewhere, somehow, so that everything from the top is pushed out organizationally and matched to our marketing campaign and conversion events for the year. And that's where you and I came to an agreement on this creative director role. What I would love for you to do is maybe share with everyone from your perspective what a creative director is and how you've streamlined 
and simplified my business when it comes to our brand online, ever present everywhere? Yeah, I'd love to. So in my experience, often third-party marketing solutions always come in like really predictable formats, which is good on one hand, but detrimental on the other for any business, right? Like they offer really smart, but very canned repurposed advice that just isn't tailored to the unique needs of the client. And I'm speaking more from an agency's perspective here, right? But as somebody who tiptoes the line of like fractional CMO and creative director in my role as a creative director for Burnout to All Out, I tend to go much further than these like simplistic consultative answers that just don't really get into the meat of the problem. Mm -hmm. So I learn about and invest in your company goals and your KPIs. And from there, I then align my leadership accordingly. So not just with outward facing marketing strategies either. Like I'm also applying this intimate and personalized approach to things like content productions and external partnerships. So I even help with like various aspects of internal culture, such as helping to build out marketing and sales automation and infrastructure organization, et cetera. So that's kind of my role wrapped up in a a nutshell. But ultimately, I work to bring a unique outsider perspective to your company and to my client's company. So I strive to evaluate like marketing in a new light, bring in those fresh ideas based on my own experience and from my own perspective. And this external influence, it's something that I've built on experience and industry knowledge and it it just builds confidence and stokes a willingness to try new things that may not be in your marketing playbook yet, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So good, so good, and so true. What I would love, maybe we can talk about this a little bit, is I, I want to walk through with with our audience the exercise we went through at the end of last year and kind of our holy grail of marketing strategy for this year because I think it would be really helpful for a lot of our listeners of like. I want you guys to hear me say, we have our marketing strategy written for the next 365 days. Like we have the calendar built in collaboration with with Sadie. And this is the first year we full, I, I say I, I don't, you know, I'm not going to speak for yourself, but it's the first year I've fully gotten my shit together with not just knowing what I'm marketing, when I'm marketing it, because I've done that in my business planning before, but actually aligning myself to you, a creative director with this map of conversion events and delegating to you the ownership of reverse engineering the marketing strategies leading up to all the conversion events. Because what I've experienced in the past, and maybe some of our listeners can relate to this as a hot mess entrepreneur that's like pulling in on two wheels, headed down the, you know, rolling down the hill with two wheels on the cart is that we don't we, we don't think about things far enough in advance, right? It's the fire drill. It's, oh, shoot, we've got a launch in two weeks. We need to start marketing it. Oh, shoot, you know, we're going to host this live event and we need to get busy strategizing about it, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the things that Sadie and I sat down and did at the end of last year was literally on an Excel spreadsheet, we put in every what I call conversion event, where we're going to sell something for the entire year, right? Each launch for LinkedIn method, each launch for business basics, each networking event, each live event, right? And then you're working three steps ahead in that marketing campaign and building out content 
way in advance so that when we sit down each month, we have the marketing campaign already in place. But what I would love for you to speak to is how you take that top of funnel vision each month and how it gets disseminated into all the channels of my business and how do we hold people accountable on the team to making sure it all ripples down? Right. So you can have, like you said, just to speak to your point, you can have as many marketing tactics as you want, but if they're not all cohesively working together as a part of a system, then they're absolutely useless, right? You can have as many sales, as many promotions as you want, but again, they're not working cohesively. It's useless. Your business needs a system of tactics that all work together consistently to guide an audience, your audience. And that is exactly what a marketing funnel and a strategic editorial calendar gives you. They have to work together. So it's it's basically a complete and coordinative and progressive marketing strategy and system that guides your cold audience into happy customers, right? Mm-hmm. And so you, you need that system that will guide you from one step to the next, that will guide your audience from one step to the next. Mm-hmm. So how do we build this? Just to say, like top of funnel is the widest part of the sales and marketing funnel, right? It begins with when a visitor makes first contact with your company, either through your website, through your social media pages, podcast, etc. So the main goals at this stage are to attract a large number of potential customers, and then provide value with content and information that can you know, fill a need for them and drive them further down the funnel, which just increases the connection and consideration towards your company. Okay. So many people at the, the top of the funnel are simply just looking for information about a particular problem. The overarching purpose of the tofu or top of funnel engagement is to raise awareness about your brand and then ultimately encourage prospects to explore your product or service. So the first question to ask yourself is, who is my ideal customer? What are their needs, desires, expectations? And then after you figure that out, you need to ask why they should choose you. What do you do to create a connection with them? Why is that important to them? Analyzing your target audience and building out your buyer personas is first step, key, foundational. It needs to happen. And for anybody that doesn't know, your bio personas just represent these archetypes. They're archetypes of typical customers who are current or whom you would like to reach. So to build personas that you you will need to identify in addition to like sociodemographic information, information about behavior, their consumption habits, online browsing, the terms they use when they're doing searches, goals, and desires, you also need to use this information in a qualitative way. So you need it to inform the actions going forward, right? And that's exactly what me and Melissa did when we were creating this 365-day marketing strategy. Mm -hmm. And so you can do this with a bunch of different tools. You can use a project management software like Asana. You can use a Google spreadsheet. But um, we started in Google Sheets and we just mapped out all the sales and marketing campaigns that we needed to focus on for the year. From there, we built out our launch strategies. If we were using a launch or our upsell strategies or our downsell strategies, and then determined what material would need to be used to push those strategies into action. So that would include marketing collateral, framework of governance. So who's our point of contact for XYZ? Who do we need to go to for this? Who owns this piece of the, of the strategy? And et cetera. There's a lot more complicated jargon I could get into about that, but I just want to keep it macro level, surface level for our listeners here today. Yeah, no, this is so good. And so what I love here is, and I actually got this question the other day, so I'll ask you, because you may have a magic formula. For those who do launch conversion events, I know that we tend to look at about a three-week, three to four-week runway 
So mm-hmm. like for instance, we have a masterclass and there's kind of a formula those four weeks prior of kind of a drip of promotion that's really light in that first of the four weeks gets a little bit heavier on the second of the four weeks. But by the week before launch, we're a little more obnoxious about promoting our event. And then after the conversion event, we go back to our normal formula of just value, 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 right? And that's calculated and it's mapped out well in advance so that we're not like knee jerk doing it right beforehand. I did get a question. I'm going to ask you. And one of my mastermind members asked the other day, do you, AKA Sadie, because I don't do this, have a formula for, is it 20% promotion? four weeks out, uh, you know, 30% promotion, three weeks out. Like what is your formula to ramp up for promoting a sale or conversion event? And then what does the fall off look like till, till the next go round? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I totally do. So we use the 80, 20 rule primarily in all of our content when we're not in launch period. Okay. So 80% of our posts are informational, educational, or um, entertaining 20% of our posts are promotional or driving conversions, driving traffic. And so when we are in launch mode at the four week mark or three week mark, depending on what kind of launch it is um, and what kind of ticket offer we are promoting, we are going to kind of invert that. So it's going to go from 80% of informational, educational, entertaining content to 50%. Then the next week, it's going to go down to 30. Next week after that, it's going to go to 20%. So then by the time we're at 20% educational, informational, and entertaining content, we are pushing and promoting at a level of 80%, right? Right. And I love that you said that. And this is the, per- I give my clients this permission. You know, I say, we can't sell all the time. It's obnoxious. People don't want you selling all the time, but I give them permission to sell hard into a program the week before, you know, the deadline of whatever it is. Like if you've given enough value over time, it's okay to be obnoxious every now and again, just don't be obnoxious all the time. Right. Yes. Um, well, so let's talk about like organization and delegation. I know that we have a pretty big team and we have an Asana board of assignments of how the content comes out. Can you walk through with our audience what that looks like, what you curate and how you push it out and how you ensure that team members are actually following through, like that things are being kicked out? Can you just kind of you know, walk us through systematically the channels in our process, because I think this is going to like blow some people's minds. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, marketing is just, I mean, first of all, it's really important for any business, right? But it requires a lot of time and work, which is kind of what got me into what I'm doing in the first place. Like I realized that there was a need for business owners as a previous business owner myself for somebody to come in and take that shit by the rope and just handle it. Right. (laughs) Um, So I know that it also calls for a lot of expert expertise. So you have to manage many channels. You have to interact with various audiences, monitor various analytics, and upload material every single day on a multitude of platforms. So as a business owner or a marketing manager, like these are the tasks that would ideally be delegated. And because there are just more crucial either marketing or operational areas in the business that demand serious consideration and experience from you specifically as a business owner. So these could involve like Lead generation, blog writing, email newsletters, all expertise is needed in those areas. You have to determine who those people are on your team that can handle that and give them the ownership of that. And then when you manage it, totally different process. So it could be a day-to-day system of management, or it could be a weekly system of management. I tend to use both because I want to make sure that content is going out on the daily and that it's being taken care of and it's being uploaded and formatted correctly. But I also want to make sure at the end of the week that my teammates are feeling good and that they're not overwhelmed and they're not confused on what is 
or is not happening, right? Mm-hmm. So when making internal hires, you have to be sure to select people who are prepared and, and really eager to accept increased responsibility. If you're delegating to people who don't want it, who don't want the extra cash, who don't want the responsibility of that task, you're kind of putting yourself in a really bad position, right? And you just have to determine whether the tasks fit within the strengths and skills of every person that you're you're delegating to, really. And who's going to step up to the plate and who's not. Like That has to be a personal, intimate conversation with them. And then has to be an audit based on their performance that you have to make yourself as a business owner. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what we're doing, you know, on the back end is creating metrics that people are getting their their responsibility out on time so that it's not a bottleneck to the rest of the group, right? And just making sure I love Asana. You you sold us on using Asana to manage all of our content. What I think that Sadie does so beautifully is, you know, each month she can we on our leadership calls at the beginning of each month talk about what's on the calendar this month, right? From a marketing standpoint, what are we pushing? What are we promoting? So like last month, Sadie was like, we've got our live event in Arizona and we're going to hype this up, right? Like mm-hmm. she's already thinking about how we want to create FOMO for the next mastermind and why not create it as it's happening. And as the business owner, I might've just looked right past that and been like, let's just get to Arizona and serve the clients that we have. Right. But Sadie's mm-hmm. like, we need to socialize this. We had a whole marketing strategy around tagging the speakers and sharing mm-hmm. graphics with our, our members so that they could share. And we've already, I don't know if you know this, but we've got applications for our mastermind for next year. <laughs> the doors don't even open until October. But this is why having someone designated on your team to be thinking that far in advance and it being their scope of role is so important because as the CEO, it's impossible to keep up with all of that yourself. Whereas this month, we're in the middle of a push for a huge launch for the LinkedIn Method Academy. So at the beginning of the month, Sadie's like, this is what we're doing. This is what we're focused on. And then she can push the content through on assignments for LinkedIn for our LinkedIn account manager. She can push the content through on our newsletters for our team that manages the email copy on newsletters. She can push the content through on IG through herself and her own staff because she like still owns our Instagram account, but it's having that organized top of funnel marketing campaign for the month and then knowing how to slice it and dice it and make sure it's being pushed out omni-channel, including our SMS. So like our text messages. So for instance, we had our little networking event last night. Was it last night? Right. And so it's like, is there, there's not only email copy going out about that. There's not only social media copy going out about that, but there's also SMS text, right? And not to like confuse or blow people's minds about this, but I guess what I'm actually trying to underscore is that it doesn't have to be that complicated. Like your marketing campaign, if you're focused on, let's say our networking event, right? That one piece of content that you make to promote it can be turned into you know, long form email pieces of it can be converted into short form SMS mm-hmm. pieces of it can be short form into graphics and content on social media, but it's all comes from this top of funnel, like marketing strategy. And mm-hmm. I guess where I'm going with it is it's, I don't want our listeners to think about it being 12 different places to create different content. It's all the same content. Yeah. You're just strategically making sure it touches every channel that your potential client could get in front of, like leave no rock unturned, right? Yes. Yeah. The headline here is definitely repurposing is key and distribution is your best friend. Like you want to have a distribution strategy that works for you, works for your team, but doesn't take like reinventing the wheel to make it happen. Right. Right. 
Right. And you don't have to have a mega team like me to get this done. You could have, you know, one social media manager who's got the directive that you sit down with at the beginning of each month and say, here's what we're focused on. And let's make a plan to push it out on all these channels and hold them accountable to, to pushing it out. Right. We just happen to have an awesome team and everybody's got their hands on something. Let's talk about, so this is another thing I love that this past year I've really leaned into. And I think this is really important. And that is, if you're going to have an online presence, having a really great relationship and production plan with photos and video professionally, I'm a firm believer. I think that how you show up represents your brand. And so I'm going to give Jody Brim a, a shout out. She's our brand photographer and she has a videography team. Can you talk a little bit about how we've collaborated with her to create content? So this is like next level. But like, can you talk to the audience about how you take a vision from our marketing campaign for the upcoming two months Mm -hmm. and you create some creative ideas? Can you talk about how we do this collaboratively with Jody so that you on the output get what you want to use on social? Yeah. So can can we first tell the audience like how much time you spend with Jody in these two months, like sessions that you do with her? So it's like three hours, four hours. Yeah, it's amazing. So what we do is, again, I I show up as myself all the time. I mean, you guys see me right now, right? Like I am on stories without my makeup, whatever. But I do bring in hair and makeup. And that's an hour prior to then two to three hours of knocking out a ton of video and photos every month or every other month, depending on how crazy my schedule is. So that we get these incredible assets for the coming months, for social media, for websites, for opt-ins, for landing pages. I'm a believer. I, I, I spent 25K in photos and video last year, and that included my live events. But if your business is online, how is your brand showing up? Like, how are you showing up and what do you represent? I truly believe the up-level and client base that we have is because of the up-level in my brand and how I've shown up. Right. Anyway, I don't know if that answered your question, but yes, absolutely. No, I just wanted to give the audience a really good idea of actually what happens at these video shoots, like how long it takes, how long, how much time that they would maybe need to dedicate to these things. Cause it is so valuable for your business to have fresh content, relevant content that not only like looks like you and feels like you, but, but has a real strategy behind it relevant to now today here. Um, and so that's why the first step in our creative strategy with these sessions is I like to audit our platforms. So audit the website, audit our YouTube, audit Instagram, LinkedIn, what's working, what's not working, what has worked, what could work, look for opportunities, look for gaps in the competition in the industry, see what we can fill. And then we can report back on that and how it works. Right. We also want to make sure that we're being really original. So our creative strategy also includes lots of um, visioning concept work. We want to create concepts that are really creative and fresh. We never want to take the easy route and copy someone else's idea. So instead we, we conduct that persona research. We conduct that keyword research. We find out which types of video content are popular and successful in our industry with our audience. And then we just double check to make sure another brand hasn't covered the exact 
same angle or the same video or strategy already, especially when it comes to video ads. Like we want those ads to be something that haven't been done or seen before. So we're really careful to do a lot of competitor research on that front. From there, we write a script, we draw out a storyboard, we create a shot list, and we do that all before we start filming. So I plan out some B-roll that we need. So some B-roll shots so that we have some extra footage when it comes time for editing. And then I also give Melissa any prompts if we want to do some like more storytelling in the videos. And that typically tends to work out to be a shot list of about eight to 10 different shots. It's not very huge, but it's comprehensive. And that's the important piece. And that is for me as a business owner, it's like, how can we maximize my time? Like, if you know me, you know me sitting down and wasting an hour getting my hair and makeup done is like, like, it's like Chinese water torture, right? I'm like, there's so many things I could be doing. But in those four hours of getting polished, getting dressed, and the four hours that turn into literally months of content that can be dripped out on social media that build my brand, build the story, build connection are priceless. And it's the reason I do it, right? It is the absolute reason I do it. And I love, and this is something for all of our listeners, you know, if you go do, you know, a video session or you have some reels done by a a videographer, I highly suggest, like Sadie was mentioning, you have like pre-planned prompted questions to ask or to have someone ask you, you guys can go check out my LinkedIn account or my Instagram account. And you'll notice I'm just talking. I'm talking about a topic that I've been asked about. And Sadie's done her market research and realized that does really well. One of the things that Sadie realized, and this is what I love about the collaboration between Sadie and Jody, because Jody is very much a, she calls me my image consultant. So I feel like she's my image consultant just as much as you are, Sadie. But she walked in while they were doing my hair and makeup one day. And she was like, that girl needs to be mic'd up. She needs to be mic'd up. She's talking about stuff right now that needs to be on video now. You know, (laughs) And so she goes and grabs a mic and puts it on me. I'm not even thinking anything about it, but she has the vision for like my rambles to be part of social. And then she was able to give that to Sadie and Sadie was able to kind of clean it up, write some copy around it and kick it out. And it was like one of the best performing reels we've produced this year. So of course, since then, every time they come, they're like, put a mic on that girl. Jody comes before the photo shoot because she wants to get a mic on me for the hair and makeup for like, you guys call it the behind the scenes, right? Like, but it's, it's trial and error. We didn't know that that was going to be a hit to begin with. Right. Totally. We just mic'd you up, followed you around. I mean, that's Gary V's like biggest strategy, right? He always says, I have a documentary crew, like constantly following me around, just catching content for me and then repurposing it across my platforms. And that's what works. That's what works. People want to see real life. They want to see authentic. So if you have the opportunity to do that as a business owner in your own business, 100% take the chance, test it out, see how it works. Absolutely. And I highly recommend this. Uh, Sadie had the foresight to bring even her mics to our live event. So Sadie came to our retreat for our mastermind event. And she had me mic'd up even with some of the speakers. She had her her camera and her video with her. We also had our photography and videography team there a couple of days. But my point is, and back to your point is, whenever there's an opportunity to record your zone of genius or document whatever amazing thing it is that you're facilitating, like don't go cheap and don't skimp on hiring someone to document it for you to repurpose it later, right? Because if it's not documented, it didn't happen, right? Right. And you just never know what you're going to be able to repurpose and use later. Yes, girl, slay. You're on it. (laughs) 
even within the, I'm going to bring this into a historical context here. Okay. Because in the historical context, women were the people who kept the scrapbooks. They were the people who weren't taken when there was photographer around. It was always the men. Okay. So if you are a woman in business, let that empower you. Let that drive you to get photos around you, get videos of you while you're doing business, while you're engaging with clientele, while you're at events. Okay. Because you want to rewrite the history that your ancestors didn't get the chance to. Got it? Oh my gosh. So good. I love that. I love that. And even with our live event, I had only at our mastermind, I had only planned on having a photographer and videographer there one day. And you were like, oh no, I'm bringing my camera. I'm bringing my video. Like we have to document the whole thing. Right. And I'm so glad that you did. So good. So good. Okay. So how do you do it all? So you're a fractional CMO, like you've got some amazing clients, you crank out incredible work for those listening. Cause I have a lot of clients in the copyright space. I'm thinking about a couple of them in my business basics. I was coaching this morning who want to scale and be as badass as you are. How do you, how do you scale and operate a business like you do? Well, it hasn't always been a walk in the park. I'll say that first and foremost, like it has not always been pretty. It hasn't always been something I'm proud of, but simply put project management or specifically marketing project management is just planning, overseeing and delivering marketing related projects. Okay. We can simplify it down to that. A project manager, owner, team lead, or head of marketing typically just owns this process, which is what I consider myself to be in a big portion of my my roles, both internally and client-facing. And the specific steps and methodologies of that management process just vary client to client. So every form of marketing management includes five core elements, and that's defined phases, specific outputs for deliverables for projects, manageable chunks big picture business context, and then a project management solution. So I'll break these down a little bit for you. So defining phases or defined phases from planning to delivery. This step is just based on predetermined project timeline and and budget basically to better track progress, business progress. Okay. You have to think of everything in terms of marketing projects. That's the easiest way to break it down. When it comes to specific outputs or like project deliverables, a deliverable is like the the finished product, you know, that a client gets at the end of the project, even if that's a service, that's deliverable. So whether that's like an individual blog or something less tangible, like a strategy, that's what the deliverable is or a specific output. When it comes to manageable chunks, this like includes just a task of lists, tasks, subtasks, projects, milestones, et cetera, things to track, right? To track progress. And then big picture business context. So for marketing specifically, like this might be part of a, a business initiative, such as like a rebrand or a big content marketing push. And then lastly, a project management solution is like a software, typically. It's basically a, a digital workspace that's used for task management, like Asana. And it, it just empowers teams to streamline processes and efficiently collaborate and just be more productive overall. So Ideally, you can apply this project management framework to any marketing activities or campaigns like pay-per-click, email marketing, SEO, content marketing, product marketing, brand campaigns, etc. For example, you can use project management in a brand campaign to divide work between marketing roles like graphic designers, copywriters, market researchers, strategists, and whatnot. And transparently planning and executing a project in this way, complete you know, with assigned stakeholders and measurable milestones, etc., is the only way that marketing teams can actually control the outcome. Like project management is a roadmap that everyone involved can use to keep themselves 
on track and also hold accountability to others. It just provides a priceless format for sharing information, collaborating, and addressing workflow obstacles. And when it's done right, a project management framework empowers project teams to complete their work on time and within budget. It's so simple. like It doesn't have to be as hard as a lot of people try to make it. Without this strong project management system, it's easy to get really bogged down as a CEO. It's easy to lose focus. It's easy to lose focus of your team. And really important information can fall through the cracks. So that's why I always recommend to anybody that's starting out in the creative space or marketing space to stick to the project management system and formula and roll with it. Yes. Oh my gosh. So good and so true. Let me ask you this. Because as a copywriter, you have to spend a significant amount of time in a zone writing, but also managing clients and calls and all the things. How do you, I guess it comes down to time blocking, right? Like talk to us a little bit about how you batch produce in your creative space versus the stakeholder calls that we have to be on, right? Can you speak to that? Like, how do you protect your space and time to actually make the magic happen? Yeah. So one thing first, I do not take calls on Wednesdays. Like that is a no-go day for me. I am in my cave. I'm working. I'm copywriting. I am editing um, final drafts and then sending those out, giving those to people who need them. Like that is my day to um, just focus on the creation aspect. Cause it's really, really hard for, for you to you know, switch between business owner, CEO mindset and creative. Because yes. when you're in that creative space, you're not only focused on like making a product or delivering a piece of content, you're focused on on the analytical and strategic side as well. And that's so hard to pull yourself out of. Like once you do pull yourself out of it, it's hard to return. Like yes. that's yes. the biggest piece. And so that's why Wednesdays are my day that I'm just, you know, my day is completely blocked. I don't take calls. I don't take meetings. I don't even answer my phone. Usually I typically leave my phone out of my office. Like that's how serious I am. But my Wednesday content batching days. And then on my other days, Mondays, Tuesdays, those are my typically my meeting days when it comes to calendaring. I hope that answers your question. I could get more. Absolutely. And I'm the same way. I'm a major time blocker. My team knows Uh, it. Like, so good. Okay. So my final question for you is, so we've given a lot of strategies. We've talked a lot about how you and I work together. For more of the entry-level entrepreneur who's really just getting started with their brand presence, any advice, tips and tricks on how they can simplify going from top of funnel to really pushing out content in a way that's simplified? Like any tips or tricks for someone who's recently getting started, not overly resourced, may have to be doing it themselves, maybe with one part-time VA. Talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah. So, I mean, the steps are pretty simple and they are used across the board, whether you're in an agency model, whether you're doing it yourself, whether you're a social media manager, et cetera. So step one, you just want to audit your content platforms. Know what's working. Get a good idea of the landscape and ecosystem that you're working within. Okay. So whether you use a blog or, or social media, you just have to evaluate whether platforms that you're using are actually meeting your business's needs. Mm-hmm. And then that'll give you more information as to what is working and how it's working and how to create more content like that. So after that, you want to choose the channels that you're going to be working within. Something every business owner and marketer has to remember is that not all channels will be best suited for your business at all times. Mm-hmm. The optimal platform for your specific business depends on the current trends, your target audience, and your goals and your priorities. For instance, like Instagram is a visual platform for images, carousels, Instagram stories, and short form videos and live streaming. And you can link content in your bio for people to access. But like on LinkedIn, it's typically not encouraged 
for you to be linking outside of the platform. So what you have to do is, you know, use some workarounds. If you are linking in your post, LinkedIn is not an effective strategy for you. Like if you have to make sure that you are posting content that has the link in the post every time, don't use LinkedIn. If you do have time to put that link in the comments instead instead of in the post directly, then use LinkedIn, right? You have to evaluate that. And like Facebook, if you have clients that are over the age of 28, Facebook is probably a good route to take, but don't ignore the other platforms. Just experiment. Step number three is balance your content. So the content you create will allow your target audience to know more about your business, right? It's why having a balanced content strategy is so important. Like I do this with my clients by using the rule of thirds and the 80-20 rule that I spoke to earlier. Okay. So the rule of thirds is one third of your posts promote your business or your or drive conversions. One third of your posts create or are curated content from industry thought leaders or yourself. And then one third of your posts involve like personal interaction, personal stories. When it comes to the 80-20 rule, 80% of your posts inform, educate, and entertain, and 20% of your posts promote your business or drive conversions. So keep that in mind as you're creating this content. And you don't have to exactly follow these rules. Like They are just a great template to use to help craft your marketing strategy, posts on social media, and other pieces of content. Step number four, set content pillars to guide your content planning. So Content pillars are essentially buckets or themes or topics, usually like two to five that you talk about and create content around on social media. So when you set clear content pillars, this can act as like a guide guideline for your content planning. Are you tapping into each of your content pillars? Is there a healthy balance between them? These are questions you can ask yourself as you're creating each month. And alongside content pillars, it can also help to, to just set what types of posts you share and with your clients and with your team for example, you can create like a creative menu of sorts, which is basically a a bank of all the types of posts that you know perform really well with your specific audience. This could be tweet treatments, pop culture inspired memes, short form videos, carousel posts, etc. Okay. And step number five, batch create content in bulk if you can. So creating content just takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of time and effort. And if you're you're creating video content, like you have to set up your equipment, find good lighting, and you have to get in the zone. And that's all before the cameras even start rolling, right? Like there's a lot of time involved. And so my number one time-saving tip is to set aside one day to film all your content in one productive session, whether that's once a week or once a month. I just highly encourage every business owner to find their flow, get in the habit of dedicating one day to content creation specifically. It legitimately is a form of self-care. Okay. Yes. I'm a once a month girl. Yes. Yeah. The cadence will vary depending on what your creative workflow looks like naturally, intrinsically. So just something to pay attention to. Awesome. So good. Last question. And then we'll wrap up. What's next for Sadie? What is like the future version of where you're headed? Big question. I want to continue doing what I'm doing at a larger scale and just impact as many brands as possible. And so one of the ways I want to do that within the next five years is start up my own research firm because I do a lot of work day to day and week to week that includes research and providing research audits and qualitative and quantitative both. So I want to use this research and put it into a productized service or a productized offer that can be sold pretty passively. And I know that I can do that if I just get the right partners on board. And so that's something I'm, I'm working on right now is building my network around, around that. Yes. Oh my gosh. And passive income is the best version of income, right? Oh, um, yes. Maybe you'll make some new friends at the Lewis Howes event in a couple of weeks, whenever that oh, is. I, I know I will. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> Yay. Awesome. 
Well, Sadie, this has been so good. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day today. I know that you've graciously educated our mastermind members earlier this week, and here you are on the podcast. Where can people find you? People can find me on LinkedIn. That's where I'm most active right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is CDK. You can find me at CDK. I'm also on Instagram, but I don't post much. So good luck there. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. 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 Well, thank you so much for today. And I appreciate you so much in, in your zone of genius. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. This is great. Thanks guys so much for listening in on today's podcast episode. I can't wait for you to see my upcoming guest in the next episode. You are going to love this keynote speaker. Hey, here's the deal. If you liked this, please subscribe and leave a review. And you want the latest online business growth strategies and exclusive LinkedIn pro tips sent straight to your phone? Text the word updates to 1-833-310-7171. Again, text the word updates to 1-833-310-7171. Can't wait to see you guys. Come find me over on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, wherever you like to hang. I cannot wait to hear how you are enjoying and applying what you're learning. You guys reach out to me over on social because I love hearing what's resonating with you. When you reach out to me and you send me those personal DMs, they really do impact the content I continue to bring forward to you. So again, come find me, Melissa underscore Hinault over on Instagram, Melissa Hinault over on LinkedIn and Facebook. Can't wait to see you guys over there.